Welcome to episode 216 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty, and with me, as always, are Ian the Spectre Sharply. Hello! And monstrous Matt Casal. Hello! It that is was my monster voice. Do it again. Hello! Scary. Well, I'm scary. also, I have my hands up, so it, the visual really sells it. It is Monday night, October 9th, and we are here to bring you a different kind of Mixostober this evening. Matt, what kind of Mixostober are we bringing tonight? This is a spooky Star Wars Mixostober. Hey, look, we can't help it, but as it turns out, Lucasfilm, in their infinite wisdom, decided there is no better pairing than Monday Night Football and Star Wars, of course. Da, so. da, 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 da. I feel like they could just kind of blend right into one another. Yeah. So tonight we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little. So is this is the Last Jedi trailer two. The Last Jedi. Okay. So second, just to the, be clear, the is this the Last Jedi last trailer. This is the real trailer. This is the, the real first trailer. One was the teaser. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little speculation and then we're going to we're going to break. We're going to watch the trailer during halftime and then we're going to come back and we're going to give our full thoughts. We're going to break this trailer down. We're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of uh, what we can expect and we're going to see how it affects our polynomics going into the last Jedi in a, a couple months. So we're going to give polynomics now. And then we're going to give polynomics after the trailer. That's right. Technically, we're going to give polynomics after housekeeping. Mixos.com is the place where you can find the web comics that we create, the podcast that you're listening to, and the reviews of comic books that we love and loathe. If you go to the Facebook page, just type in Mixsauce into your Facebook search bar and you will find our fan page. You can follow us on Facebook. We post all of the updates to said website on the fan page. You can also follow us on all the other social media places. You can check us out on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, which is where we will be posting the reaction video to the Last Jedi trailer. And you can also find some of the old school podcasts on mixsaucepodcast.libsyn.com. For the current stuff, you can go to the iTunes store, you can go to Stitcher Radio, and you can also go to our home base at podomatic.com. And that's where you can find all of that stuff, all the good mixsauce stuff. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the Case and Point podcast. Our uh, our good friends uh, Jody Yurden from That Old Comic Smell and uh, Justin Case work on a podcast that is kind of about a bunch of different things. It's close to the stuff that we do. Uh, a lot of comic book talk a lot of uh, tv talk old nostalgia stuff. nostalgia talk if i had to describe case in point in one word it would be nostalgia their breakdown of old department stores your aims your hills your zares uh thorough elicited 
uh, some misty eyes over here on on my part. Uh, nostalgia is the name of their game, and that no sounds one like does a fantastic better. episode. By the way, I didn't I didn't listen to it, but I think I'm going to now. They <clears throat> they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of expertise in uh, toy collecting. They also have some expertise in video games. I know that Paul doesn't listen to any of those video game episodes, but I always tune in. So I I don't miss an episode of Case in Point. Is um is that it for housekeeping, Sharply? Yeah, uh, download Case in Point on the iTunes Store, Stitcher Radio, can, all of the places that you can find. Can we do a fun little department store game real quick? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna throw out a department store name. McSauce Department Store game brought to you by the Case in Point Podcast. That's right. Uh, I'm going to throw out a department store, and you throw out one toy or toy line that was synonymous with said department store oh, for you. Is, is this a? Is this a? There's a, re, a right answer, a right no, and wrong no, answer, is, or no. just, just what, like what, what you we think associate of? Yeah, 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 like your word personal association. association. Right. Ian Ames. I didn't go to Ames very much. Wow, you're really. Fucking this game up, <laughs> Paul Ames. Uh, way way discounted Star Wars Power of the Force twelve inch figures. Wow, interesting. Oof. That's a deep yeah. cut. I feel I, like well, Ames would have been gone by then. I also didn't do a lot of Ames, but when I did go to Ames, it, it I don't think count. there were any. I think we there got were any, there were no local Ames. I had to go out of my way to like to scour for what was left and like find bits and pieces to fill holes in my collection. I think we may have gotten a kiddie pool to fill up with pudding <laughs> for pudding wrestling uh, when we were in our 20s. Oh. Shout, oh. shout out that to my Colshue's house. That was, that was Ames. <laughs> uh, it may have been. <laughs> for me, Ames was synonymous with G.I. Joe, Ooh. a real American hero. It was, I, I think... I went to Ames more than any of these stores. Really? Is this yeah. a maybe this is a North Hills thing? Then. It might be. No, we, we had well, we had South Hills Ames. Yeah, uh, we went to Ames. I believe my family and I would like go to church, and then we'd meet my grandmother at Eaton Park for uh, like brunch, and then after that, our family would go to Ames. And mm-hmm. I I don't know what my parents got at Ames every week, but my brother and I would go to the crappy toy aisles, and usually we'd find like. A G.I. Joe that we wanted. All yep. right, moving on. Okay. Uh, Paul, Hills. Uh, I stole an unboxed hound and had to... I almost had to take it back. I didn't. I talked to my mom into letting me have it. Don't know what a hound is. Hound How is, dare you? <clears throat> fuck. Yeah. This is why This is why you're not going to be on the Transformers podcast. Ah, hound that hound is it. the... He's the army jeep Autobot. Ironically peaceful and zen. You stole yeah, this thing. He was, yeah, um, yeah, because he you was thief bitch. Someone else ripped him open. Oh, so it's yours him, for the taking now. Left him, like, uh, you know, left him alone in the, the 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 toy aisle. None of the accessories were with him. The box was gone. He was just hound left to die. In hills or and left to play in your up. sandbox. I was playing with him, and we were walking out. And mom was like, "What? Is, what? Is, what is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Hound." And I was young, and she said, "Well, where'd you get it?" I was like, "Oh, well, someone opened it already. Like someone technically already stole it, just didn't take it. So 
like the damage is done. I figure I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take Hound. Um, Somebody broke this the window to this store. I might as well take this TV. Sharply, what do you got for um for hills hills? Um, I think that I got. I can remember getting Snake Eyes, not the first version with the fox or the the wolf or whatever he had. The black version. But the, I, I, the, there was the there was like a second version with the big knives across on his, his chest, across yeah. his chest. Yep. And I got I got most of I did most of my toy shopping at Hills. Yep. So um, lots of I lot, did most of my toy like that was the one you would choose was to my go prefer- to. You would drive there. I uh, hills to In me is like wheels. hills is synonymous with walking through and and smelling the the hot dogs and like there were lots popcorn. of good smells yeah the like, slushies like guilting mm. your your parents into making sure that there's when you also, left you were getting a hot dog right there's also that distinct just department store odor uh it's not a bad smell but it it's just department store there should be a fucking fragrance called department store yeah. see i think i did the, the majority of my toy shopping at children's palace okay yeah, well that's not a department a, store but go ahead it Paul. isn't but that well before that's we where get, I, I did the, one more the bulk I, of my toy shopping. i have one more uh-huh. little piece with hills hills in its in its dying days i remember was the first place that i saw Super Mario 64, and the first time that I saw a setup where it was like the 3D world of Mario Brothers. and You You guys are surprising me by the shit you're talking about, because I thought both of these aims and hills were both gone by the time the 12-inch Star Wars and the Mario 64. No, no. Maybe they had more staying power in the south and east hills of Pittsburgh. There was was an old beat-up Ames in West Mifflin. Hills became Ames, but I boycotted it. Ames, yeah, if you will. It, yeah. Uh, Ames uh, took over, and I boycotted. There was it a after Hills that out, point. out at South Hills Village for a long time, long after all of the other hills were gone. Uh, children's okay, okay. Palace, yeah, right? Children's Palace, go, yeah. Children's Palace, yeah. This is lightning round, go. I just remember the uh, the panda bear, which was their mascot, uh-huh. and good feelings. Good smells, good My- dreams. I just told Justin Case from the Case in Point podcast today, at least once a week, I have a dream about being in a toy aisle. Nice. That's a good dream. Better than the one I told you about before the show. Uh, Ian, uh, Children's re- Palace. Real quick, think two of? things. I met a, they had like cosplay Skeletor and He-Man. It wasn't called cosplay back then. And it was called, called Sausage Masculine. I, I I met He Man at Children's Palace. Also, when I was young, I couldn't say palace, so I said asses. So I was like, "Mommy, take asses. me to Children's Asses." Wow, how did your mom not laugh in your face? Uh, the, the, she reminds sure she, me of it to I'm this sure day. She, I'm almost uh, forty, so Matt, Children's Palace, lightning round. Uh, the thing that I remember was my family and I were there one night. Uh, it was like for my brother's birthday or something, and they they got him a Nintendo Entertainment System. Look out! Now you're and playing with power. We sure were. Now I my parents were like, I was quick. felt like I should probably have something too. It was one of those deals where like both kids need something. Lightning or else. round! Come on. So uh, they said, "Do you want a game for it? I, you could either get Kung Fu. Remember I- that game, Kung Fu." Uh, or you get a couple mask action figures. Oh, yeah. So I went with the mask action Fuck figures. Yeah. Who'd you get? Uh, don't know. It was a two pack. Oh, that's all I remember. Um, 
Mask wasn't my go-to for action figures, but I really wanted to get in on the mask action, and uh, so that's that was my um, my gateway uh, purchase. And then I ended up getting that black SUV that came with the, that one bad guy, and that was it. Um, all right, a couple more real quick ones. Uh, Kmart, Ian. Oh shit, Kmart's embarrassing. You don't want to go to Kmart. I I don't think that I ever bought anything of value or that I could remember. The I do remember that the Kmart in Monroeville was attached to the Shop and Save. The Shop and Save smelled like weird Parmesan cheese all the time. Mm, so I told, delicious. So when I was a kid, I called that not pl- weird that complex like oh it's the stinky cheese store, and that came over to, with the Kmart. So stinky cheese Kmart. That's what you bought there, stinky cheese. That's what I remember of Kmart. Uh, for me, it was micro machines. That oh, was yeah. my Kmart thing. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, I would. They had those those little catalogs with you know that would have like all the different sets or whatever, and they would have those little dioramas where they had the you know like the car set up at the at the fish and chips or whatever, and like it looked really cool. And it's like I want that. I want that like scene, but I didn't know how to make it. The only Micro Machine stuff that I ever bought was like the Star Wars stuff. They had the little Star Wars. Yeah, those came a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, Kmart? Uh, 12-inch Power of the Force Emperor Palpatine. Discounted three different times. I think they were, I think they retailed for 20. And it had like three different red price stickers on it. I think I got it for six bucks. Hmm. But I didn't have... The Emperor yet, and this was this was a huge find during my uh, 12-inch figure mania. Yeah, you had a lot of those. I have... You had every one of them. I have every one of them, every one of them up to and including the first wave of Phantom Menace. You After still that, I them? stopped. They're, they're right in this room right now. They're all here. They're here with okay, us. Okay, I'm going to do one more. This is not a department, so I'm going back to a toy store. Uh, KB Toys. I have three distinct purchases that oh, I remember KB, KB Toys. Toys. KB Toys elicits a lot of memories. I don't know if it elicits a specific purchase. I remember them having, I think I bought a RoboCop figure there, but... That's a worthy purchase. Po- but possibly in the 2000s, and it was definitely the Robocop with snap action on the back. Oh, those were so cool. Yeah, but it was like a nostalgia purchase. Yeah, yeah. For me, I have I have three major KB purchases mm-hmm. that I can remember over the years at different KB stores. Um, it had actually bounced around. One was in Northway Mall, and then it went to Ross Park. But anyway, uh, the very first one would have been... Um, a character from the Droids cartoon show going way back. Deep cut. Droids yep. had a great theme song, boy. I don't remember it, but I don't remember uh, it, either. it was Sting sang the Droids theme song. Hmm. Sting? Well, Police Sting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sang the Droids theme song? Fuck yeah. Well, I guess that was. Be- that was before he was Sting. That's when he was still the I, police guy. Fast yeah, forward, yeah, yeah. fast forward half a decade later. Sega Master System. Saved up all summer for it, yeah. and I got it. Came with a game built in, unheard of at the time. You just turn the system on, and the motorcycle game Hang On would play. Okay. Uh, and then finally, um, maybe five years after that, the uh, kind of around the end of my action figure playing days, when you were starting to feel kind of like an asshole playing with action figures, 
Um, the Toy Biz uh, Incredible Hulk figure, the very first Incredible Hulk action figure since the Mego days, I want to yeah. say. See, like, what I've learned about this is that all of my toy buying, like my major toy buying that I can remember, all happened at one place that I eventually was such a sucker that I started fucking working for and marrying somebody that worked for it. Toys R Us is where I bought all of my like super duper memorable things. Mm-hmm. Fucking my PlayStation 2 that sucked the life out of me. Yeah. Um, when the Generation 2 Transformers came out, I spent a lot of my hard-earned fucking China Palace money on those things. All the X-Men original, those original X-Men your, figures. You mean your China asses money? China asses money. Uh <laughs> Like um, my McFarlane toys, I had a hardcore um, sports McFarlane toy addiction that was fueled by Toys R Us. Uh, the Mad, do you guys remember Mad Scientist mm-hmm. action Hell figures? Yeah, I bought tons of that shit. Like, so all of my stuff, fucking Toys R Us. Yeah, I remember the feeling of going into these stores for toys, but not. Not explicitly what toys happen when. Hmm. Um, I have a weird original Power of the Force Lando connection with KB. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. But Where did you get your first Power of the Force action figure from? Uh, when toys they... R Us. What about you, Ian? Power of the Force? I didn't buy any of them because I thought they were stupid because they were the big bonked mm-hmm. out, yeah, yeah. steroid fuel. I would have thought that you would have jumped on that. Nah, man. I th- no, I didn't. Like Right whenever Power of the Force was getting popular, I started working at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. So I, I came in contact with them all of the time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was right whenever the feature so- shop in the front was the Millennium Falcon and they had all yep. the Power of the Force stuff. And I looked at them. I just didn't like them just because of the way that they were built. I was like, oh, yeah, Luke's, I didn't, Luke's not ripped I didn't like care. That. They were the first new yeah. Star Wars toys yeah, in like 20 it. years. Right. I so get it. it was, or I guess 10 years. And it, it felt was, like a thousand years. Right. It was go time. Yeah. Well, I mean, Luke, if you think about Luke's it. Luke's tunic was just, he was busting out of that tunic. He was mm-hmm. pecs on top of pecs. And I was like, give, I was like, I never thought I wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger as Luke Skywalker. I'm going to buy it. That was my first Power of the Force toy. You know, Power of the was, Force. <laughs> because it essentially took our entire lifetime to get those action figures. That's why it felt so freaking long. But um, I first got my first Power of the Force figure at Service Merchandise. Oh, oh. shit. I remember Service Merchandise. Service Merchandise? Visionaries. Oh, fuck. That's my absolute service merchandise memory. I rolled out with two of those dudes with the hologram yeah, yeah, shields yeah. on their chest. Fuck yeah, service merchandise. Service you had to like buy your shit and then, and then go to the, the conveyor, conveyor belt. belt. <laughs> yeah, boy! Oh, why isn't it like that anymore? Because it's fucking mad ghetto to do it that way. <laughs> so anyway. Wait, at some point on the McSauce podcast, you're going to hear group suicide. Just a heads up. <laughs> So, well, that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Was Thank a fun you, game. Case in Point. For that first segment. Let's move to our second segment of the night. There are several segments tonight. It's the uh, the human centipede of the McSauce podcast. Creepy crawly horror movie fits in, 
fits. Uh, you lots know. of lots of different segments that make up this block step with McSauce So, Paul, our second segment is kind of uh, our. We're gonna get to the to the root of our polynomics, oh, which yeah. uh, Ian, why don't you explain very very quickly what polynomics are to any new listeners? Polynomics on a ten point scale are your anticipation and or uh, excitement. Your ex- yeah, your excitement. excitement. You've done this a thousand times. You should know it. All right, your excitement. Double E's: excitement and expectation. Hey, there, there, there we go. Paul, Paul, what's your took care of the Paul anomics film and your expectation for how good it's gonna be? Yeah. Right, numbers that, Polonomics, that are baby. exclusive in and of themselves. Although they do tend to be close, not always exactly the same, but sometimes, but not always. Right, and uh, round numbers. No Round decimals, numbers. no fractions, no halves. Right. It it really creates for some tough choices. Sometimes, it does. you know, going between a seven and an eight, that's really tough. Sometimes I regret my polynomics after I give my polynomics. I yep. wish we had I'm not gonna shit on our fans, but I wish somebody was a psychopath and really, really liked our shit and would catalog all of the polynomics <laughs> to our final scores and have like I know that you fans out there, you like to bust our balls about when we're late with stuff and we don't put up a fucking strip <laughs> and you like that. The ultimate thing that actually would help this this podcast is to go back pot you know, go back in the archives and chart all of the polynomic scales to what our final grades were yeah, for yeah. the movie. If somebody was that crazy where they were going to do that, Holy where would they go shit. to get all the episodes? They would go to mixsaucepodcast.libsyn.com. There, L-I-B-S-Y-N. There they could find the entire archive of everything that we've ever done on the podcast, every score that we've ever given, every... Every, every misstep that we've ever taken, they could listen, they could chart, they could put it on a website. Every, we could all see how stupid every we are. Thor the Dark World. Is it, I, like, is honestly, it I would love that. If somebody did that, holy shit. I don't know what we would even give that Hey, person. Matt just gave it 10 and 10 a few weeks ago. I did. I stand by that one. There have I been think. stupider things that have been said. Like, it was a good movie. Technically, he gave it 30. Because expectation and excitement were tens, and then he gave it a ten final did it, rating. Did no, was he I really didn't a do 10 that. that? I'm, I he didn't do been. his your, final score. Your final was, 10, was a ten. But, yeah, well, for polynomics, but his polynomics weren't ten and ten. Like, there have only been a handful of ten and ten. It was at least nine. And nine. You know what? I was a ten and ten for Force Awakens. No, well, no. I might have been, but uh, Batman v Superman. I were was, you really? Oh, after Jesus. the first trailer, then once they revealed half of the movie in the second trailer, mm-hmm. I. I had the the dreaded uh, one to two points uh, trailer uh, swing. Trailer swing. <laughs> the, the two point God swing. Damn! I would love a fan so, that just went out and balled so out, dug into the fucking things, made the Google Sheets, right. linked it to everybody. It would be great. So tonight is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to give our polynomics, but we are going to get real time trailer swing action. Fuck. Real time two point swing action. It could be as many as. 10 points if you want it to be. Maybe. It could be. It probably won't be. But why don't we talk about kind of like what we're expecting maybe out of the trailer a little bit, maybe what we're expecting out of this movie and let's get down to the let's get down to brass tacks aka polynomics with our 10 point scores. 
I expect to be disappointed. I think. Ian, this what do you think? What are you expecting? I'm just kidding, Paul. Go ahead. I think this movie's on a trajectory that I'm not happy with. I would like to oh. think Ryan Johnson is gonna pull a couple twists and turns and really raise my final score. Uh, but after the Force Awakens, after the teaser trailer for the Last Jedi, I'm not high on what they're doing with this trilogy. I think the Force Awakens really dropped the ball in a couple aspects that really let me down. Uh, the teaser trailer for The Last Jedi also let me down even more. So, and I think that's the tone that they're going to go with. Uh, specifically, letting, letting you down. down. Yeah, speci- <clears throat> letting me down. But specifically, you know, the, the apathy of Luke Skywalker. And... Siri can't fucking fix it, Matt. I'm sorry. Our fucking Apple expert over here. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. This this asshole (laughs) is a genius. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a chance that they're setting up the the big, uh, you know, hero's reveal for Luke Skywalker at some point in this movie. But so far, uh, J.J. Abrams let me down in The Force Awakens. Uh, teaser trailer for Last Jedi let me down, and I think it's I think they're gonna set up more of, you know, Luke's just a fucking sad sack to let all his fucking people down, let his family down, let his friends down. He doesn't. He's gonna train Ray reluctantly. Um, I think I'm gonna be disappointed. I think I'm gonna like the Finn and Poe stuff. I think Poe Dameron in particular only has positivity to offer me. So going into polynomics for what I what I expect from this trailer and where I stand right now. Uh, my expectation for The Last Jedi is is a 7 because I feel bad giving it a 6. My excitement is a 5. Who wants to go next? Those are some low scores. Um, I'll go next. Um, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I have that one. Well, me, chamber. I've got opinions. No, I don't. <clears throat> no, I, well, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to save Matt's hot takes for last if he has them. Cause he is, I feel like Matt is our resident Star Wars. Matt's hot take is going to be beating his dick to it. We are all big Star Wars fans here. In spite of what Paul wants to make everyone believe, he likes Star Wars. I do. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm at the point where I'm... I know that this this show and what we're going to do later tonight is all about speculation, but I'm I'm sort of I'm over speculating. I just kind of want to see this thing already. There's so much unknown about what could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go in a totally negative way, like Paul's antici- anticipating. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that. Maybe it'll be five seconds of Luke moping around and being shitty, and then he's going to pick himself up by his fucking Jedi straps and train Ray and pick up the lightsaber and tear some shit up. I mean, like, I can't imagine that this movie is so off target from what the Lucas brand and the people 
high up on the chain want from a Star Wars film. Like, if this was fucked up, they would have fired this cat a long time ago. Yeah, this so. is the one out of all the new Star Wars shit that has had no um, no issues whatsoever. It's been a really smooth production. And, I mean, it sounds like the movie that we're going to get is exactly the movie that they intended to make. There was, like, no compromise needed with it. Which... Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know what that means, but it just means it was smooth. Yeah. It wasn't like um, like the shenanigans that were that were involved with Rogue One. And there no Han Solo type stuff. Everybody seems to be pleased with it. I have to think that that's a good sign that we're going to get a movie that's going mm-hmm. to be that that's gonna that's going to make a large amount of the fan base happy. I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but The Force Awakens made the majority of the fan base really happy. It wasn't until a little bit after that people started, a very vocal minority started voicing their uh, displeasure with the movie. It was it was a it was a slow burn. There was a lot of excitement going into The Force Awakens. I saw it opening night. I saw it the next day. A slow, like backwards burn. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that, that, that's what I mean. And just every subsequent viewing of The Force Awakens, there were more questions, more open plot lines, and stuff that just didn't connect, stuff I didn't like overall. Yep. And, but like, all I was blinded just by the excitement of the initial, the initial viewing. And like, once I got to sit with it a little bit, then I was like, oh, well, this was really weird. Oh, they don't, this doesn't make sense at all. Oh, they don't talk about this ever again. So, and I've said since, I think since our first podcast about The Force Awakens, uh, the how good that movie is uh, at, the, at the end of this trilogy has a lot to do with what happens in these next two movies. It is not. A standalone movie, yeah. By any any means, I'm gonna go with my with my rankings. Um, I'm 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 done with all the speculation and worrying and wondering. So my my, uh, I am excited for it, but I don't I don't know how excited I am. Like I just want it to be here. That's really what I want. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, sevens across the board. Um, that's where I think it's going to... That's where I think it, it could possibly... Actually, no, I take it back. I expect it to be an eight. My excitement is a seven. It's tempered by my um, disillusion with speculation and anticipation and waiting and all the... Everybody chiming in with negativity on this thing. I, I just want to see it at this point. Mm-hmm. Matt, quick hits, go. Uh, you want me to just give my scores? No, uh, give, give your... where we are on Monday Night Football. No, we're... Do we have a Monday Night Update? Yeah, we have a Monday Night Update. Do you want... Do you, you want to... Wait, yeah, 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 we can yeah. definitely get a score. You want a store? Score? We have nine minutes to go in the second quarter of oh, the... Of the tons, tons of time. time. Tons of time, right? In the... The old T.O.T. Tons of time. With the Minnesota Vikings trailing zero to two. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Who are they yeah, playing? The Chicago Bears. So the Bears got a no, fucking it's not, no, two? It's, they got a safety? Yes, they did. This is not a wild Blackhawks tilt. Oh, my the God. The Vikings and the Bears, son. <laughs> it's a defensive struggle. Fuck. I'm so glad. Now we're going to have to go up and watch part of this goddamn game. Matt, hit us up. Polynomics. Force Awakens. Well, wait. Or, sorry, Last Jedi. <laughs> pre go pre back in time paul you i don't think you're wrong i think that the force awakens does get worse with subsequent viewings i really like it i think the same as you I, I like it a little bit less every time i see it as a matter of fact i watched part of it this past weekend and i watched uh, some of my like more favorite scenes at least from what I recall and I really like the opening with Poe Dameron the very beginning I liked his sequence when he escaped the Star Destroyer when him and Finn stole the the uh, TIE Fighter so yeah like all that stuff is great Poe is probably my favorite new character uh, Han Solo in The Force Awakens was phenomenal um, I'm really lukewarm though on Finn as a character I feel like he he's just uh, I, I think he kind of is like oversells it a lot of the time particularly like when he gets up in Phasma's face and I know that was meant to be funny and Han Solo's even like bring it down but even that was just a little much for me maybe after his near-death experience he's gonna be a little more a little serious. more serious i don't know um stoic <laughs> uh, even even ray on the other hand uh I, i'm not as big a fan of ray as i thought i was when i first saw the movie you know like i think that she really um a lot of the uh I don't know the the conflict is taken away a lot of the drama is taken away because she like wins at the end and and then I think about the actions of this movie and how they're going to affect the last jedi and that the the main villain in the first movie was already defeated by an untrained hero yeah she wins like, in a totally ins insane and unexplainable what fashion no matter what fucking the mary sue.com has to say about it like it's nuts the way that she fucking yeah handles uh, yeah i'm so, i don't Ren. i don't buy any explanation that that we saw on screen if there is some kind of revelation which i do expect in the last jedi that will help ease the like kind of the what happened but you, it doesn't you expect that they're going to explain how she got super powered yeah. yeah that's part yeah. of that's part of the problem with the force awakens like they're going to be like there's oh, a well, lot of there's a lot of questions a lot of uh rationalizations that fans need to jump to it's not it's not a standalone movie what kind of like explanate like oh she got hit with that invincible star and she just fucking tore shit up well like, i think i don't know be, any explanation i think the, the explanation could... is she had like latent force powers yeah. she had previous training that she called upon maybe also, yeah also like, yeah you know, Kylo Ren is an incredibly conflicted character, which makes him very interesting, right? It's He's like the reverse of Anakin, where in this case he's being pulled to the good side, but he's trying to stay to the to the bad side, uh, whereas Anakin was kind of the opposite. And, and I think that's really interesting. So, you know, he had just murdered his father. He was injured by 
Chewbacca's gun that had been established as the most powerful firing device in Star Wars in The Force Awakens, which I don't remember being that powerful in the other Star Wars It was movies. a fancy blaster in the original trilogy. Yeah, right. Like, it, it clearly had gone through some upgrades yeah. between Return of the Jedi that's and another, The That's Force another that, weird like, thing that bothered me. Is that me. okay, though? Like, yeah. That's another weird thing that bothered me years. in The like, Force Awakens. Mm. Like, are you fucking telling me Han has been fucking best friends with Chewie for... Over 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. They've been fucking partners since before we met them in A New Hope. Best friends up until then. And well, Force Awakens is the first time Luke. he shot that fucking crossbow. Well, that's Come the on. thing. Maybe, maybe Chewie had upgraded it the week before The Force Awakens started. Just like Rationalization. Matt up- just like Matt upgraded his computer before this pod. You know? And I'm like, I'm going to jump on that thing and be like, I got to get me one of these. <laughs> so, um, Matt, give us some numbers. Well, hold on a minute. We we have to set up the video. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. This is a new computer. These things are so fast. You don't even know. So <laughs> You know it's not fast? Your the, mouth. They're the fastest. The best. So the thing that really kind of bummed me out about uh, The Force Awakens oh, is... That it basically tried to set up a lot of unanswered questions, whereas in the original Star Wars, things just kind of existed off screen and it wasn't like they were setting up any teases, really. It was just they were trying to establish a world that we didn't fully see. We, we had to be told about certain things, whereas in this in The Force Awakens, there was so much that I feel is being teased to be revealed later and. I don't like that as a as a storytelling device. I don't I don't feel like that adds for like makes for the most um enriching viewing experience. Like the, I agree. It it kind of undermines like quality world building, which we would be left up to our own devices to be excited about things if things are just kind of mentioned instead of like clearly teased, like Ray's parentage, for example. Um so uh with that said, I think that we are kind of in store for a big twist. The second movie in the original trilogy had the big twist. I think this is setting up the same thing where we can expect some kind of twist. I don't know what. Um, I I heard a rumor that, um, that uh, Snoke is kind of like this ancient being, which I don't know if this is part of the twist, but the the gist is he's an ancient being and he's trying to gather his power by essentially like using the the power of the souls or whatever of Jedi. And that's why he's using Kylo Ren and he needs Luke to like fill that final piece so he can become like one again, like whole again, kind of like a Voldemort kind of thing. Paul, you you wouldn't understand, but it's kind of like that. I don't like where this is going. Sounds like fucking kids at a boarding (laughs) school riding on brooms. Brooms. So playing Quidditch. It sounds kind of cool. I don't know if that would be the big twist or who knows. Saying spells like cunnilingus. So if only that I'm, I'm nervous that when it does get revealed though, it's going to feel kind of forced and ham fisted, not ham fisted, but forced at least. Matt, you also found that on some like star Wars Reddit. It was a YouTube video. It was a YouTube video, but anyway, that doesn't make it better. 
Well, whatever. It's just where I got that from. But yeah, but no one, no one knows. It's um, rumor, speculation. Lastly, about this uh, this movie coming up, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna see the trailer. You know how we've been seeing a lot of trailers and like half the fucking footage isn't even in the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie apparently has been finished for about a month. We're talking totally done, ready to go, scored everything. So until ratings for this trailer come out <laughs> yeah, tonight. Right. So that means what we see in tonight's trailer is really likely to 100% be in the movie. So that's really cool. Um, so with that said, I'm excited. It's Star Wars. It's a saga film. I'm way more excited about this than the spinoff movies. Um, I'm probably around a nine for excitement. Uh, I'd be a 10, but the force awakens kind of has let me down. Um, expectations for this movie. I'm probably expecting about an eight. Um, I, I want it to be a 10 because like it's the next chapter in the Skywalker story. We're going to see Luke for the first time for real since return of the Jedi doing stuff. Um, I feel Being sad. I feel does confident. That count, does that account as doing stuff? I feel confident. I hope so much that this trailer is just him nonstop kicking ass, slay, slaying all <laughs> over the fucking place. You know what we're going to get? We're going to get two and a half minutes of Luke crying. Like the new poster it's that's gonna out. Be, it's going to be poster. Hunger Games Part 3 where Katniss just cries for three hours. This new poster that's out, I want it just, like, all this red, like, that's just the blood from the stormtroopers that Luke just fucking eviscerates. That's what I want. That would Those be great. Those are Luke tears. What, red, these, what do we actually think is going to be in this trailer? For oh, I have no idea, man. Well, I know for sure one thing. Uh, they released that little teaser to the trailer this right. morning where Luke does touch a lightsaber. Look out now! Yeah, it looks like Luke grabs the lightsaber oh, from Ray. Kylo picks up his lightsaber. Uh, there's lightsaber picking up. There's there's hands-on lightsaber. Hands-on, hands-on light. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll get a little dialogue that gives us a direction of where the plot's going. Um, I'm okay with them keeping it pretty vague. The None of the Force Awakens trailers really gave us anything and I was 100% okay with that. I want to know what's up with this planet that they that has this red dirt on it. It's cool. It is it's cool. cool. I think it's just visually appealing. That's the only reason why we've got that going on. So, um, so yeah. So, well, we're going to find out because we're going to get to some Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, two, zero, dun, two, two. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And then we're going to come back and we're going to see if, uh, oh, I didn't, oh yeah, I gave, I gave my numbers. Let's see yeah. if those numbers change. Real quick to recap, Paul, your numbers were? Uh, seven and five. Seven and five, Ian? Eight and seven. And mine was? Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay, well, let's see what happens. We'll be back. We are back fresh off of viewing the Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. Some of us are happy. Some of us are disappointed. Some of us are apathetic, but we're going to Some give of us you, are pathetic. Oh, ah. we're going to give you the low down dirt on what happened in this trailer. We're going to give you straight up 100% unfiltered McSauce opinions. Who wants to go first? 
you got heat, buddy. You were itching, itching to dig I in. I was itching. I think Matt should go first because I didn't expect Matt to be disappointed with yeah. this trailer. Yeah, this but it sw- seems that he was. Yeah, the swing you had a you had a, a, a sort of swing, a yeah. swing of the heart. <clears throat> yeah, I think I gave my uh, excitement a nine, mm-hmm. and um, my expectations an eight. Mm-hmm. Um. I really liked the trailer. Now he's at two and two. Holy shit. I really liked the trailer. Uh, I'm still really excited about it. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe a little bit less. Um, it, I mean, it seems like this movie has two main characters, Kylo Ren and Rey. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if I exactly expected that. I kind of figured that it would be Ray, Finn, and Poe as our as our main characters. It really feels like, especially now after two trailers, that that Poe and especially Finn are relegated to just nearly background characters. At least we got Finn standing and like yeah, alive. Like we're Looks we like know that he he can like function still. He squares off with uh with Captain Phasma in Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma who kind of got the shaft in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh she was billed as going to be this great new Star Wars villain and didn't exactly live up to the hype. So Millennial I think Millennial Boba Fett. But like that the all truth? parts of the force awakens they all hinge on what the last jedi and episode nine do which is what we talked about now uh given what we've seen do we feel like this is a step toward kind of establishing those things as you know basically i don't know justifying some of the things that happen in the force awakens or is this kind of going down that path of like more unanswered questions I think we're going to get some questions answers. I, I think that we're going to find out what happened at the Jedi Temple. I think that's a definitive. It seems like Luke was talking about something that happened there um, that that made him afraid. He wasn't well, afraid then. He's afraid now. Yeah, we're, but that's not that was that was never a speculative, a speculative, speculative thing. Like that was always like a blatant flashback. We're going to find out what happens here. The stuff that was left to speculation is why Rey is the greatest Jedi of all time. You don't think when that that's... she first touched a lightsaber two hours ago. You don't think that's hinted at? That no. I you think, don't think that possibly be, could be what he's talking about? I think that is hinted at because she says she's been feeling all this power and she needs something to do with it. Right. And like so, the ground cracks and right. Luke shits his fucking pants. Yeah. So I, I think. I think that does go in the direction of finally we're going to find out why Ray, who hasn't owned a lightsaber for more than two hours, can beat a trained uh, Sith Lord, if he's calling himself a Sith. He was trained as a Jedi. I don't know. Let's just say a trained Jedi. Right. Uh, he She shouldn't have been able to beat Kylo Ren at the end of The Force Awakens. She does. So... Um, that little hint in this trailer does it seems to tell us that we're gonna find out why that happened. Mm-hmm. And that's a big that's a big plot hole, right? That the Force Awakens leaves you hanging with. So 
It did. I hope but they follow up on it. Yeah, it but would be. I, I, it's the main plot of this movie, I think, is like filling that plot hole in. Yeah, I right? think so. I think that that will be explained before her parentage is explained. Uh, frankly, that's more important to me than her parentage. Like, I mean, I'm. Do you care? Is it a make or break if we find out who her parents are? No, it's not a make or break at all. Uh, what if we never find out? I think that would be better. I don't. What if actually she is care. just Ray? Ray Johnson from down the no, block. Fuck just yeah, Ray like Beyonce, like Beyonce Ray, like the Ray. Yeah, her her fans are the Ray Hive. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that everybody needs to be a Skywalker in Star Wars. I really don't. So if Ray's just some like crazy powerful chick, whatever. That's me. But I- we would like that explain like, hey, we picked you up from your parents. Your last name's Johnson. Your last name's Knowles. Your Ray Knowles. Beyonce <laughs> Ray Knowles. Knowles. Yeah. And like that's all we know about the Knowles family because I think that stuff I don't think it's going to happen. She's going to be a Kenobi or Skywalker or Solo or some shit. But that stuff should happen in Star Wars lore. Um I don't know how deep the like extra stories go, but do we know about like the Mr. and Mrs. Jin? Do we know where Qui Gon's parents came from? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Jin, <laughs> like you know, so they're clearly awesome Jedi. Like Mr. and Mrs. Kenobi, like they're clearly awesome Jedi that just come from normal ass great parents. Ray can be one of those people, yeah. but I don't think. I don't think the big Star Wars machine is gonna let it sit. Yeah, like they gotta hey, tie it all together. You're not, you're not Luke saying, "Hey, you're not my daughter. You're not my sister's daughter. We found you on this planet, and you, ju- you just exhibited midi chlorians through the roof." Like, I don't think that's gonna happen. She's gonna be connected to somebody. Could be, could be. Yeah, uh, what I, are some? Of, uh, I do too. I think that too. I don't think we're gonna find out in this movie. What do we think some of the other plot holes that we wanted to uh, be shored up? Are, th- are there anything else that we saw in this trailer that gives us uh, gives us hope that we're going to get answers to? Um, oh, the one of the biggest ones, like all the the entire convoluted mess of Luke and the maps and splitting the maps up and where he went and why he's out there. Like, I don't think we're ever going to know who. Lor Santeca is, or his connection to Luke, why he has part of the map. I think that's already been lost in Disney Star Wars lore. I do think we'll find out what happened at the Jedi Temple, why Luke decided to be a sad sack, leave all of his friends and family behind, and not help them in their darkest hour. But I don't think we're going to get any explanation of all the weird convolutedness about the to be the fair map to and, be fair like wasn't their darkest up wasn't their darkest hour fucking jedi like right no 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 because in jedi they're all together they're all learning they're all together they're all building their life like their darkest hour is when they've been given the best life they could have had and then it all falls apart so well, they, you don't know they that know. you don't you don't know that it wasn't even slowly falling apart or things weren't all fucked up with Leia and Han. You don't know any of that. That's all just you making it up in your mind. You're right. 
We don't well, know. Hun. More speculation from the incomplete The Force Awakens that we're not going to get uh, answers to. Do you really? Did you really think that we were going to get the whole history, the backstory of everybody's oh, relationship oh no. for thirty gonna, years? Disney's going to milk that cow in novels and comic books and audio something or other. Just crazy audio, audio something or other how about you could have even Just gone to the media. format that we're currently broadcasting on now you could have said the star wars podcast audio something or other <laughs> a fucking hack but but you know what i'm you know what i, I mean, know what you mean i'm just pushing balls yeah the like the where where we where, where we meet han luke and leia in the force awakens is their darkest hour and i don't think we're really gonna get a whole lot of answers as to in this next movie because this next movie is the fucking Ray and Kylo Ren show. Where oh where he where he went? We're totally Luke getting went? the answer to that. We're gonna get an it we're gonna get some Luke answers. Uh we'll get some tangential Han and Leia answers what happened to their son. Oh you're all on that two sides of the story stuff. Luke's got a side Leia's got a side. Yeah, well, I mean, they're different sides. Luke is the Jedi Temple side. Leia is the her family side. Mm. Like we're gonna get, we're gonna get some answers, but there's like, there's big stuff like Luke and all the fucking map garbage. We will never find out about that. Uh, how Maz Kanata gets Luke's lightsaber. We will never find out about that. And when I say never find out, I mean we will never find out in. The saga movies. Uh, some comic book will tell us how Maz gets the lightsaber, but that shit doesn't count. Fake news! <laughs> Matt, yeah. what, do you, what do you got? I, I, I can just, I can feel you over there. Like, when are these idiots going to be done? Let me talk some real we're, Star we're, Wars. Yeah, we're done joking around. Go, go for the real stuff. Buddy. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm sorry. Uh, Han actually said in the Force Awakens to Leia that uh, you know some of it was actually pretty good, referring to their relationship. So like it wasn't all, you know, sh- you know. I didn't say that it was. I thought you indicated that you thought that it was. No, I, I, I said that during the those thirty years. Yeah. Han, Luke, and Leia found the Halcyon days. Right. Luke rebuilding the Jedi Temple. Right. Han and Leia in love and marriage. Beautiful children at the peak of what life well, should children. be. Have you, well, have, speculation. Wild hold speculation. On, hold on one second, Paul. Have you seen Adam Driver? You want to retract that statement? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and then by the time... Ugly child. So, that makes it, that makes it hurt all the more that they had... They had what they were striving for. And then Luke and his Jedi Temple's gone. Their Hanalea's son's gone to the dark side. So that's that's even worse than not knowing because they had it and then they lost it. That's what I meant. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think their darkest hour, though, would, would probably not be The Force Awakens. It was probably when Kylo Ren first turned and you know all the people in Luke's Jedi Academy are murdered 
Luke runs away. Yeah, absolutely. Han and Leia probably split up. <clears throat> like their child Luke was is there. Not, he clearly responsible for genocide. Like me. Like Luke was there the because he I'm clearly got run over by the buzzsaw that was were the Knights of Ren. Like he wasn't That's gone. What it looks like he fucking was there and got mowed. Do you think we're gonna see? It, clearly, there is a. You can already tell from this trailer there is a more substantial flashback than what we got in. Uh, the Force Awakens. I would Do- prefer to see that movie over this movie. Like, I just want to see like what more, happens to a Luke. more spry Luke teaching Jedi, and then get you know he gets fucking Do pushed you around think a little bit. We will see Luke's Jedi Temple and Luke fighting the Knights of Ren. Boy, or I do you hope think it'll I, just I, be like a like a little hint of it, like what we got in the Force Awakens. Well, I'll say this: if they were going to have more of that, don't you think that you get a little taste of that? Don't you think that you would get a little taste of Luke with a lightsaber swinging it around a little bit? You know, I think that if that was going to be in the flashbacks, they would have included it in this trailer. No. I disagree. <laughs> uh, I'm wrong. Uh, sorry, folks. This, I'm wrong. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. But I, I disagree. Uh, this Disney Star Wars machine is not the Warner Brothers Justice League. Here's everything that happens in the movie, in the trailer machine. True. Uh, for as many flaws as The Force Awakens has had, we didn't know anything going in. Mm-hmm. They kept a lot of stuff from us. There was a lot of... Like, you know, there was some stuff that just wasn't in the movie. We still and, don't know what's going on with this movie. Right. Right. We still we still don't know what's going on with this movie. I think I think we're gonna see Luke light up the green lightsaber. I think we're gonna see a more extended fight with the Knights of Ren. I think this was a this was a choice by the trailer makers to not reveal their whole hand because the trailer they master they didn't do it in the Force Awakens. Like Disney didn't tell us anything about the Force Awakens. Mm-mm. I think they're playing the same cards this time around. There's going to be a lot in this movie, for better or worse, that we don't that we're not going to see before it gets there. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. Come on, show me that fucking green lightsaber, motherfuckers. You're killing me. You're killing me. You won't see it until the next movie. <laughs> I know. I know. <clears throat> I'm not going to see it Ray- until episode nine when Ray lights it up because Luke's been dead for like three hours already. Ray is going to walk to the top of the steps and hand Luke his green lightsaber at the end of this movie and you'll have to wait till the next <laughs> one for him to light it up. Oh my god! And that's oh, that's going to be another JJ question never answered. When did Luke lose the green one? Paul, I think you're right about Lore Santeca. Uh, I I think we'll never know really who he is unless it's in some kind of uh, some kind of audio format, if you will, uh, or a comic book or a novel. But that's fine. Like it's explained in, in the opening crawl. He's an old ally. He discovered a clue. That's all we need to know. Honestly, like he's he, he doesn't matter to the overall story. It's interesting, but that's the kind of thing that I don't feel like is necessarily a tease like I was complaining about earlier. It's just something that exists to help um, enrich the world and kind of like make that universe more full and seem like there's all these different stories and characters that populate it. 
That's fine yeah, with me. But the whole map stuff doesn't make sense. The map stuff was goofy. It seemed like uh, an unnecessary convolution of a story that didn't need to be that. Uh, the, you know, The Force Awakens isn't without its flaws for sure, but, you know, frankly, none of the Star Wars movies are without their flaws if you really want to beat the shit out of them. We just kind of choose not to on the original trilogy a lot more. Um, I but, am open doors on beating up all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I think there is... Uh, like, I don't, I don't think you can really do with the original trilogy. And a lot of it has to do with how they were made, how they were written, what was happening at the time they were written. Well, um, the thing that kind of really surprised me with this trailer was um, visually, there was a visual fidelity to it, to me, that was very non-J.J. Abrams. Like, it, it didn't feel much like The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams has a really distinct style. No lens flare. You know what? I mean, I need to That's what I it, was trying to say in a less eloquent way. Um, I did a, not use... In a dummy way. I did not say digital fidelity like a person who actually knows what the hell they were talking about. I was like, it looked real good. Um, You know, I know that it's really easy to kind of like jump on the uh, JJ hate bandwagon and, and, you know, make jokes about all the lens flare. Now, he did tone down the lens flare since like that first Star Trek movie that he made, but... As I was watching The Force Awakens um, over the weekend, I was really paying attention to the lens flare, and I was like, man, there really is a lot here. And it's almost like uh, once you see it, you can't kind of like stop noticing it, kind of like Hermione's eyebrows in the Harry Potter mm, movies. Love them. So with that said, it it feels... I don't know. Maybe because it's new Star Wars. Every time I feel like I see new Star Wars, it's hard to kind of like accept it as part of the overall um, saga. Like not just like as fitting in story wise, but just like seeing it. It like it has to now exist within like my own kind of consciousness. Like it needs to sit right there next to. All the other movies that to this point are so, especially the early ones, so formative to like who I am as a fan and all Did that. Did you not feel this same way with the prequel? <clears throat> um, I, I, get, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Convenient. <laughs> I probably felt similar. Uh, but this one, I don't know what it is, man. There, is it just me or was red? a really dominant color in this trailer. No, that's what they're doing. I mean, the posters and all the advertising that they've had to this point. Red's the, you know, it's blood, it's death, it's the end. That's why the Last Jedi font is in red. Mm -hmm. It's just meant to really um, hit home with mm -hmm. doom and death. I, I was disappointed in Luke Skywalker in this trailer. I expected to not necessarily see him do anything that established him as the most powerful Jedi ever, but I didn't expect to see him and feel the opposite. Like when I saw this trailer coming away from it, I was like, 
hmm, I guess he isn't the most powerful Jedi ever. Because that's kind of like where my mind was going into it. I don't know if I was justified in thinking that. There was never anything that automatically led us to believe that that would be the case. Isn't Darth Vader the most powerful Jedi ever? Well, I don't... Yeah, or Yoda. I don't know. So I don't here's, know. here's where I'm having a problem justifying all this. I think it's... We, we the three of us... The world in general watched <laughs> the United States of America, yeah, the entire Earth, planet Earth, <laughs> watched the original trilogy, watched the prequels, and still, like I may be wrong, but I, I, I am, I would be willing to bet. I, I you know what? I bet my life that <laughs> that the 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 majority of people would look at those six movies and say, Yoda is still the most powerful Jedi. Yoda being the most powerful Jedi does not diminish Luke's role in what transpires. It doesn't diminish Darth Vader's rise and fall. It doesn't diminish Luke's you know, rise to conquering Darth Vader. Yoda is still the apex of what a Jedi is. Sure. I don't think it would be out of line for Luke to still be the apex now of Jedi, of what the Jedi are. Um, but it seems like from what I get from this trailer is Luke's like, holy shit, I thought like I really put out a lot of power. And it scared me. But you're putting out way more because you're the female protagonist. And this is what and this is <laughs> oh, what boy. the culture see, wants. See, right like now. I know, I didn't get any of that the Luke thinking that he was the apex from any of the no, stuff. No, I didn't tonight. get that either. I didn't get that. So, well, I, I well, think that's Luke you said, reading Luke into says what some you point, want him to be. Luke says at some point, I saw like I've seen a lot of this power before. I wasn't afraid of it. I I am now. Right, right, right. right. So, I don't think that he's talking about himself. What do you? Uh, that's yeah. Well, I mean, we're it's, it's all speculation. Who do you think he was talking about? Either Ray or Kylo Ren, because Kylo it's a, Ren too easy. It don't be, come on, writers. Come on, Star Wars writers. Be better. That can't be who he was talking about. It needs to be well. That's better why, than that. That's why it may be Ray. Like maybe Ray fucking. Maybe maybe little baby ass Ray saved Luke Skywalker whenever he was getting overrun by the Knights of Ren. Maybe that's what happened. It's wacky, but I like it. <laughs> that's what I do. Wacky theories. Matt, what do you think? I think he was referring to Kylo Ren. I don't care if that's convenient or obvious or what. I mean, these movies don't have to be have some kind of twist to them for them to be good. They can that's the beauty of especially the early Star Wars movies is the simplicity of it. And I agree. I'm totally fine with him referring to Kylo Ren as the yin to raise yang. That sounds dirty, but it is what I'm talking about. Like clear I think coming away from this trailer, these two characters I think more now more than ever are related I think they're probably brother and sister. I was really kind of like... There is nothing in this trailer that even hints to that. 
I believe they are siblings, and I believe that they are like two sides of the same coin. They're they're equal in power, um, and uh, and one is the good version, and one is the bad version. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. I think we've fallen into a trap that we've kind of like psyched ourselves out of what could this be? But, and and I got off of that like line of thinking because I think for a long time that was the prevailing theory was that they're brother and sister. And, um, you know, over the course of the last couple of years since the force awakens, people have really latched onto the theory that either Ray is, Obi-Wan's granddaughter oh, or something. Fuck that. I'm still on brother and sister. It could be it could be Luke's daughter, so they're cousins, which I think is still a strong possibility. And then the the more recent one is that Rey is a manifestation of the Force. The chosen one is like the oh, Force's no, way vomit. of of balancing itself. I have I, never I wavered should. from the brother sister theory. That's Ever. great. Listen back to those podcasts, assholes. I've never wavered from. Now, are you talking it. to? The we fans? need some. Well, yeah. knowing what we know about Paul's track record, about how sure he is about things, so, like, we need here's, a McSauce like um, archive. Do it. Uh, archive McSauce uh, auditor. Do it. Yeah. You know what McSauce auditor. auditor? You're gonna be mad because you're gonna be like, oh man, Paul's right way more than I. Paul's think. wrong all the time. This job is endless. You're gonna be, you're gonna be mad because I'm right more than you think. So like I don't. Like I, I just, I just want a simple story. I don't think we need to keep escalating. If Yoda is the apex, Luke is a step down, and then Kylo Ren and Rey, and like they're still the greatest Jedi of their time, but they're and I'm, I'm sure someone before Yoda is even greater than Yoda. Like that's okay. Like Kylo Ren and Rey does it don't ma- need does to it be. matter who's the greatest really like- exactly that's what I'm saying it doesn't matter who's the greatest because we're telling a story about people about a family it's not about who the greatest Jedi is it's about Rey and where she's come from it's about Kylo Ren and his family dynamic you know it's about Luke and letting down the the temple it doesn't matter the Jedi hierarchy. Ray doesn't need to be like I've seen this power before, but this is greater than everything I've ever seen. Yeah, well, Ray doesn't need to be all of that. Well, I guess Snoke also says, you know, I saw raw, um, untapped power beyond that, something truly special. Like, I guess that is what they're doing in this trailer. Like, who is he talking to? The fucking hype. Who is who is he talking to? I would assume because Kylo Ren, but because we know know from this trailer, Snoke and Ray interact with each other because he's like ripping her apart. He's he's planking her. She's like, and we and we see a physical manifestation of Snoke. Right. We do not see. Kylo Ren and Snoke together in this trailer. That's so true. it's possible that he, this could be like his villainous speech to her before he fucks her all up. And why isn't Luke there to help? Because he's apathetic. He's, he's given up. He's quit he's, on his family. You think he's dead friends, at that point? The Jedi Order. I don't think he's dead. I think they're you, just it, they're just taking the the storyline of Luke through The Force Awakens, he just doesn't fucking give a shit. 
I thought the weirdest part of the trailer was the way that they really focused on the the connection between Kylo Ren and Leia because uh, it kind of went on for a couple little shots and you know this is a two minute trailer so like you you know one shot is okay we don't have to keep mm-hmm. going back to these close ups on their face because yeah. I think we see Carrie Fisher's close up on her face three times where she doesn't do anything it's like eh, is that the right way to cut this trailer but <clears throat> I think it was because that was the part of the trailer that made me smile. What part is that? Is, so is that the only thing that you liked? Because we Paul, can, we, Paul, we have it on tape. You smiling, so we, yeah, we it can was, verify if that's the one and only. Yeah, it was. It was that emotional connection that, uh, the way it's cut. Kylo, Kylo Ren's gonna destroy the bridge on whatever ship Princess Leia is on. He's gonna so far kill his mother. So far, he's one for one in parent killing. And that, like, the emotional beats from, uh, you know, just the look on Carrie Fisher's face, on Princess Leia's face, Princess Leia's face, of, like, un- understanding the situation, of the forced connection between her and her son, just saying, like, I mean, she she was resigned to it, she was accepting mm-hmm. of 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 what was happening in the struggle. In the fake Tie Fighter cockpit of Kylo Ren, not the wanting fake to do Tie it. Tie Fighter cockpit because it wasn't really a Tie it Fighter. Was it, old it was a Force Awakens, or it was a First Order, First Order nonsense uh, ship. They can't. First Why order, is it nonsense? First Why, Order can't have second. Tie Fighters of their own. They can't make that. Why is it nonsense? Maybe the same manufacturer make made like, the you, uh, First Order's shit. Why do you hate it automatically? Because it's new. Because it's like, how nope. can we keep the empire but make them different? Like it's, yeah, yeah. Why is that bad? I mean, doesn't it make sense? They were defeated. It's like the remnants. This is what rose out of the remnants of the empire. What? Why is that like an unacceptable scenario? I just, I, I think it's, I, th- I think there, there are better ways to handle. This story overall. Okay. I don't think we need a first order at all. There, there's enough uh, family drama. There's enough other stories to tell in the aftermath so of you Return don't... of the Jedi. I wouldn't do this story at all if it was up to me. No more story, Star Wars. No, 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 no. No, I'm <laughs> like, I wouldn't do this story. I would do a completely different story, a completely different take. Maybe George Lucas's story. Maybe. I would like to read it. So what made me smile was that, uh, you know, Princess Leia is accepting of the fate. She feels Kylo Ren. They've got the force connection. He's struggling with what he needs to do or feels he needs to do. Destroy whatever ship she's on. And it felt like I, I felt it. I hope that those scenes were taken completely out of context. And it was like general, (laughs) general Organa. Why? What, what do you want to eat for fucking lunch? <laughs> and she's like, oh, what do you want to eat? For sandwiches lunch? or pasta? Or burger. <laughs> blue milk, asshole. She ordered blue milk. Why? That's do you what wanna, she wants to eat. Why for do you want to hurt me like that? Because you felt nothing. Why you do I? Why do I want to? Why, why do I want to hurt you like that? That's what I'm doing, man. What'd you think That's during during that scene? It was it was touching. It was sweet. 
Um, Paul, that was your favorite part of the trailer then? Yeah, it elicited the most emotion out of me. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was... was Poe Dameron even in this trailer? He was. He, he had, had a little like a voiceover. Line. Yeah, he, he had, had a voiceover. That's he more was than looking. Finn he was looking God. out of a window, like, "Oh, what's happening? I'm not doing <laughs> anything." Because ah, he's not going to be one of the main characters in this joint, right? It's just it's, like he kind of wasn't Rey, in the last one. Kylo right? Ren, Han Solo, Luke, Finn, Finn, and Ray. Maybe Poe. Maybe Poe down here. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, don't get bent when Wedge is fucking in the background, man. That's what happens. Some Wedge characters are in, in the back. Any Star Wars trailer. Some characters are in the back. You don't fucking hire the brilliance of Oscar Isaac and put him in the back. Chill out. Oscar Isaac. We didn't even know who the fuck he was until Star Wars. So chill the fuck out with all that. Oh, I guess you didn't see Lewin Davis. Uh, I saw Ex Machina. You I saw uh, We Need a Hero. How dare you? How dare you spurn the brilliance of Oscar Isaac? I, I've seen things that he's been in besides that, uh, but he it, wasn't. Inside Lewin Davis? You didn't even call it the right name. I was being. I was. I was abbreviating. Being brief, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this. <laughs> he. Hour Star Wars made him. So let's, let's be real with that. Star Wars made him. Ian, was there a part of in the trailer that really stuck out to you? Uh, yeah, Luke crawling out of the remains of the Jedi Temple. The was flashback sequence. Up. Like, yeah, it's the sequence that I want to see more of. I want to get the answers for what the fuck happened. Um, usually, why, when, why, why did you get bitch slapped so hard? <laughs> usually, when you see rubble like that and like a hand coming out of it, it's usually the hand of the villain. Yeah, right? like I was like Super Shredder. What the hell, <laughs> <laughs> Matt? So, where, was was there a particular uh, snapshot from this trailer that you were interested in the most? You know, I really wanted it to be like the Luke stuff, but. I don't know if it's because we we've already gotten a little glimpse of it and it's, you know, we heard him talk in the first trailer, which looking back, I feel like was kind of the wrong approach for that first trailer, like having him speak those lines, Jedi must end. And that was kind of all we get out of Luke. Um, it kind of like took some of the the buzz off of um, off of him in this one, I think. A little bit. Luke feels like a straight up side character in this film. And I thought for a long time since they they named the film, I kind of thought that he was going to be a real main part, a driving part. He of might this. be. I, I don't he know. Might be. I, don't, yeah. I don't think I get the sense that he's like thrown to the side. I just don't know if he's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. And I thought that my expectations were pretty tempered going in, like based yeah. on what I'd seen, what I'd read. And, uh, man, I don't even know. I, I'm not, I don't know. Well, I guess he's, you know, he's Obi-Wan, right? I mean, how much was Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars There was, there was an assuredness to Obi-Wan in the original movie that this Luke doesn't seem to have. Yeah, like, doesn't Obi-Wan at least cut somebody's arm off in the trailer? but, (laughs) but there's, there's like, like a, there's a sense of, um, kind of like he knows he has all the answers right mm-hmm. this luke seems lost and confused a bit like he doesn't really know um 
Obi-Wan is like, I have like I have the ability to like put it on anybody that comes up against me. This stupid farm boy gets in a bar fight. I'm going to save his ass because I have ability and skill. Right. So going in, I thought for sure anything with Luke was going to just blow my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. Um, but coming away, I think the part that I probably liked the most was the little bit with Finn. And he had the uh, the shot, which I thought looked really cool, where he's fighting Phasma. Mm-hmm. I was like, good. I'm glad that they're doing something with Phasma because they did kind of, they really kind of blew it with her in the first movie. Um, yeah. You know, she probably went out like more of a chump than even Boba Fett in The Return of the Jedi. So uh, I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool, whatever the hell he was swinging. I was like, well, he's got a little lightsaber practice at this point. Maybe he's a pretty good fighter. My assumption is he's probably going to get his butt kicked um, (laughs) again. Again. Uh, Just because I don't think they can afford to have Phasma go out like a bitch again. Um, So I I, I think maybe, maybe they'll face off again in, in the final in the third movie but I think in this one he's probably going to be in over his head um, it's at least a hint of a B plot of something else going on in the world yeah yeah um, I think I, I am only speculating but I truly believe the ending of this movie we saw in this trailer mm-hmm. which is the end of the trailer when Kylo Ren holds out his hand for Rey and Ray goes with the bad guy, and we're like, oh my god, what is happening? I do not expect Luke to die in this. Um, I do think, though, that Ray will kind of, at least for the beginning of the next one, kind of switch sides or be unaffiliated, and that will leave Luke kind of on his own to try to, you know, f- fight the fight while Ray kind of figures things out for herself. But I really do think that we saw the end of the movie in the trailer and it's like, man, why would they do that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That seems pretty bold that they would put the end of the, not only that, Ian, we got the very beginning of this movie in the trailer. Yeah. So we have like, uh, we just need the middle bits to fill in. And I mean, basically we got the whole movie really beginning, uh, middle and end. Well, we'll see. No, it was good. It was this was not like a traditional Warner Brothers trailer where we've seen half of the movie uh and and we know exactly how it's going to play out. There's no surprises. Um I I think that there's still plenty of surprises in store for, with this movie. And, and I'm hopeful that you know the Luke that we get in this will be kind of what I was hoping that it, we would get hints of in this trailer but kind of didn't yet. Yeah. Uh, why don't we give some real quick uh, final polynomics scores uh, now that we have seen the Force or the, the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi trailer? Well, I already gave mine. If any of you out there checked out our YouTube video, that's up right now, son. I already gave away my uh, my reaction. Um, I'm still I'm holding that an eight and a seven. So eight is your expectation. Excitement's a seven. Yeah, yeah. My expectation, I think it's going to deliver an eight. My excitement is eh, hanging at a seven. Yeah. Yeah, my expectation is still a seven, 
my excitement is still at a five. I need to see the full Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker performance because this trailer didn't sound like Luke Skywalker to me. I'm sure Mark Hamill was trying to get back into that place that he he was in in 83 when he was Luke Skywalker and aging him and going through what he's been through, but none of the dialogue sounded like things Luke Skywalker would say or the, the cadence he would say them in. And it's been a long time. I would love to hear audio of myself from 30 years ago compared to today. But well, guess it, what? In thirty years, you're gonna yeah, be, we'll able be able to do, do that it. shit. But yeah, whenever you're, the... whenever you, well, actually, you kind of look like Luke Skywalker right now. So when you look even <laughs> I look more, homeless. when I look homeless, like Luke Skywalker does. Yeah, well, what's up with is. your hand, man? It's all mechanical. He lives in a cave, man. He is homeless. That's where. Yeah. That's where we're podcasting once from. Ag- once again, this new trilogy, Luke Skywalker business, really let me down. He didn't sound like. Luke, um, I'm going to reserve judgment on Luke for, because that's really all I care about. I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> I am interested in Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, if Ray goes bad at the end and Kylo goes good, that's great. If, uh, you know, Phil, Phil, if, um, Poe. Goes down it's like a fiery who, X-wing who crash. is Phil? What character <laughs> is there? A, like Phil Dameron? Is there like a bus driver <laughs> and, a, and a fiery X-wing crash? Phil. You know that's fine, but I'm really I'm I'm in this for the Luke Skywalkerness, and so far, still not hyping me up. I'm not gonna. I, I don't have a two point swing one way or the other, but expectation. Seven, excitement, five. I may, you know what? I'm going to go one point swing. Expectation, six. Excitement remains middle ground at a five. Matt? Matt? Um, yeah, like I said, if, if anything gets adjusted, it's going to go backwards. Um, I, I really struggle bringing my excitement down from a nine just because... Star Wars movies are such a big deal to me when they come out. Uh, even if I'm not a hundred percent on board with the trailer, although I was pretty, I liked it. I mean, I, I don't want to misrepresent my feelings on the trailer. Cause I, I did think that it was really good. I'm excited for the show to end so I can watch it again. Um, I still think it's going to be a really solid movie. I, I you know what? I'm going to hold firm with my original, um, with my original numbers. I am a nine for excitement, and I am an eight for expectation. I I think I I think that that's where we're gonna where we're gonna net out when this is all said and done. Big numbers, solid numbers. I'm excited to watch this. Once again, maybe I'll pull some nuggets. That sounds that disgusting. The first couple times, that's what we do here at McSauce. Pull we nuggets. Pull nuggets. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for tuning into the less than creepy McSauce-tober week two episode. Uh, a lot of Star Wars talk tonight. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us a little bit of a review. Give us a star. 
Uh, hit us up on a little of them. On a Facebook, little bit of a review, on Instagram. a little taste. Give us a little, give us a little something. Uh, my name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. Do you have something else to say, Matt? I mean, for you know what? Yeah, actually, if anybody <clears throat> discovered us from our YouTube video and you came and visited the podcast for the first time, thank you very much. And uh, if you guys tune in next week, we're going to get back into the creepy, crawly, scary Mixostober. It's going to be a very horror-themed episode like most of our October episodes are. So please, please come back. We promise to entertain you for an hour next week. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.